0: Hello, hello, and welcome to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP, Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. Hi, everybody. John the announcer here, and man, oh, man, do we have a cool show coming up. Up First, he's uh, David Holston is here. He's the CEO of Mission Aviation Fellowship. Then at the bottom of the hour, we talk to the great uh comedian John Pate, who will be in town next week for a very special benefit show. We're going to tell you all about that. But first, we bring on the host here is comic impressionist, Rich Natoli. How are you, buddy? Hey there, Rich. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, have um, you had a good week?
0: Uh, oh, yeah, always. Life in Vegas is good.
1: Yep, weather's cooling down a little bit, right?
0: Yep, about time. About time.
1: <laughs> Pretty soon we'll be wearing our beanies. Uh, okay, can't, all right? can't, so, can't um, wait. Yeah, so we got a great show. We got first up, uh, David Holson. You know, he he inspired a, a, a documentaries that we're going to talk about. Um, and, and David does all kinds of great missionary work. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna chat about that. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, I'm
2: doing well. How are you guys doing?
1: Hey, good. Welcome to the show. Um, so, so I, you know, your bio is very impressive. You know, I, I want tell us about uh, about what inspired the documentary and and how uh, what kind of work you've been doing. And you're in Indonesia for ten years. I mean, just amazing stuff. So tell us about that.
2: Yeah, well, I don't think it would be fair to say that that it was you know my life so much that inspired this, rather than the collective efforts of generations of MAF pilots for the last seventy five years. Um, that's the the organization that I'm now privileged to lead. And uh, our family lived in Indonesia for uh, 17 years, actually, doing that sort of work. We came back to the U.S. about three years ago to, to come into my current role. Um, just a very, very special organization that gets to utilize small aircraft in a number of countries around the world, to connect people to the things that they need. And uh, this documentary that is going to be coming out soon uh, tells that story in a pretty compelling way.
1: Yeah, I should mention that's going to be in theaters October 18th and the 21st. Is that correct?
2: That's right. That's right. It's going to be part of a Fathom event, um, which is playing in around 700 theaters across the country on those two days. Well, and that's called Ends of the Earth, right? Ends of the Earth. Ends of the Earth, yes. And you can you can find out about it at endsoftheearthmovie.com, and uh, uh, your listeners can search for uh, a nearby theater that will be showing it. They can buy tickets before the event and uh, would love for folks to visit that site.
1: Yeah, so now tell us, okay, so you grew up in, in yeah, I mean, well, you, you're in Colorado, and then you lived in
2: Savannah, Georgia, right? Yeah, that's right. I, so my my childhood was I grew up on a, a small farm in northeastern Colorado. Moved to Georgia with my parents when I was in high school, and then uh, after graduating high school, I went to Moody Bible Institute and entered into their their mission aviation program, which has been around about as long as MAF has, and it's just designed to train men and women who are interested in pursuing this line of ministry.
1: Yeah, so that's amazing. So anybody else in your family that was involved in that like your your parents or grandparents
2: or No, I mean my my parents nurtured that interest just as parents. I mean, I was I always wanted to be a pilot and so they would you know, they would do things like parents do, take me to an air show or buy me a model airplane or a book or something. So they nurtured it in that way. Um but, no, I was the first and only one in my family to really ultimately end up doing this type of work.
1: Okay, so you would fly into, like, okay, well, you're in Indonesia for 17 years, so you would fly into these remote villages and bring supplies and, and needs
2: for the people. Is that what, what, what it entailed? Yeah, that's right. So MAF flies in, in a number of countries around the world. Indonesia is one of our larger operations. It's, you know, a country in Southeast Asia. It's an island nation. Um, and depending on where you are, there can be virtually no infrastructure. But yet, you have these small villages that are located in the mountains or deep in the jungle, and that's really where uh, the work of MAF thrives. Is that that sort of situation where it's it's actually easier to have a small grass or dirt airstrip by a village than it is to try to build a road through a jungle uh, or up a you know the side of a mountain to get there, and so. We use the aircraft to bring just about anything that you can get into it um, to deliver needed supplies to a village. So it could be food supplies, um, any type of food. You can imagine that we could get in there. Uh, I delivered uh, – I mean, I flew 1,000 baby ducks once in my airplane to get them into a, an interior village. That was part of a, a government program to um, help farmers. Um Uh, you know, I would fly motorcycles into a village or we do medevac flights that somebody who needed to get out to to, uh, receive urgent medical care. The aircraft was just that tool that could link them to the population center that had the medical care, the supplies that they needed. And it's just, it's a fascinating way to get to use an airplane.
1: Yeah, and so now but now these planes are small, right? I mean, I'm thinking about weight restrictions and how much you can get on there.
2: Yeah. So most of our aircraft will fly anywhere between 6 passengers, our largest ones fly about 10 passengers. So yeah, they're smaller airplanes, they're not, you know, they're not the the typical, tor- you know, type of aircraft that that most folks envision when they do, you know, they fly on an airliner somewhere. These are these are smaller what we would call general aviation aircraft, but you you really are limited to smaller airplanes because of the size of the airstrips. And even the weight, like you mentioned, that you can carry, you have to be pretty cognizant of that, both from the limitations of the aircraft and even what the airstrip itself is capable of supporting. So, you know, every location where we would fly into, we would actually have a weight scale where we would weigh every item that goes on an airplane. The the pilot would have a very clear understanding of how much cargo or passengers he had on board. And, uh, you know, you'd have to compute all of that and, and be aware of, of how much you can take out of that particular airstrip.
1: Yeah. So now, what are the other, okay, so the, the airstrip that, you know, you have to, they have to have enough to uh, take off and land on. Is that difficult? I and mean, what are the challenges you face there?
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it can depend on the airstrip. Uh, most of them would. I think most folks will see the sort of airstrips we fly in and out of, and they'd probably be surprised that we can do that. Um, Some of them, they're ringed by, you know, tall trees that that are a couple hundred feet tall in the jungle. Other airstrips we would fly into would be built up on the top of a mountain or even on the side of the mountain. A lot of times our airstrips have uh, sloped runways. Uh, You would land going up the hill, take off going down the hill, um if yeah. it's a rainy a rainy sort of area it 's not unusual to be dealing with slippery conditions or or muddy conditions so it's a pretty dynamic sort of environment to operate in uh very very different than a well prepared ten thousand foot long runway that uh you know airliners fly in and out of
1: yeah and you've and you've taught a, you've taught uh
2: uh pilots right I did, yeah. A, a significant amount of my flying was actually working with new pilots who would come to us. They, they would come to us already with their training, but then we would do, you know, MAF-type flying with them to make sure that they were prepared to operate in and out of a, a specific airstrip. So uh, quite a bit of my flying overseas was in the role of an instructor pilot.
1: Yeah, and so now is there a co-pilot with you when you would go on these missions, or, or are you alone?
2: Uh, typically, we're alone. Most of our pilots are flying single pilot, uh, which is another advantage of the sort of aircraft that we fly that's, you know, well within the abilities of the pilots to be able to do that. Uh, the only time we really fly with two pilots was if we were doing that sort of training that I just mentioned.
1: Yeah, wow, that's amazing. But well, We're talking to uh, David Holston, and he flies uh, uh, missions all, all over the world, and there's a documentary coming out. Uh, called Ends of the Earth and the, the website if you want to go to the website folks it's endsoftheearthmovie.com where you can get tickets it's going to be in theaters uh, October 18th and the 21st uh, several, lots of theaters so endsoftheearthmovie.com uh, October 18th and 21st we're going to take a quick break we got more to chat with David Holston right after this
0: Folks, you're tuned to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net and stick around. David, Rich, and I return following these brief messages.
3: Vegas never sleeps. But you knew that already because you live here. This is Stephen Maggi, host of Vegas Never Sleeps. Join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400. Vegas Never Sleeps features
4: the unique approach of in-depth conversations, bringing the timeless excitement of Las Vegas to the world. So remember, join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP
3: 1400 for Vegas Never Sleeps.
0: Vegas, you need air conditioning, and your air conditioner needs 007 air. Veteran-owned 007 air repairs all residential and commercial units. Get cool now. Call Doug Arend at 702- 702 501-9680. 702-501-9680. Or go to coolingvegas.com. 007 air for residential or commercial with no high-pressure sales tactics. And 007 air offers a 10% discount for first responders. Get cool now go to coolingvegas.com coolingvegas.com 007 air licensed to chill the quick and painless commercial break of vegas voice exclusive now here again the host comic impressionist rich natoli
1: we are back talking to David Holston, and David is the uh, president and CEO of Mission Aviation Fellowship. They fly missions uh, into villages and bringing much-needed supplies uh, to people in need there. And
2: you, you've been doing this how long now, David? Well, I've been a part of MAF for, I guess, 21 years now, most of that overseas, but uh, back at our headquarters here in Idaho for the last three years or so. Oh, you're in Idaho now. Uh, what part of Idaho are you in? Uh, just outside of Boise, that's where our uh, our U.S. headquarters is located. And it's a great location for us. We can uh, fly up into the mountains just north of here to do a lot of the training that we need to do with our pilots. The weather's really workable for flying, and it, it's a great great place for us to be based out of.
1: Yes, yeah, so and how often do you go out? Like in a week, how how, how many trips would you take?
2: Uh, when I was overseas, um,
1: well, now or now. Um, like when you yeah. when, when you're overseas, you would probably
2: go out daily, right? Yes, yeah, that's right. That's right. So it, our our pilots who live with their families in different locations overseas, they're flying really on on an almost daily basis. Uh, here at our headquarters, if a, a pilot is here doing training, they're oftentimes here for a, a few months, and they may be going out daily as well for those flights. Uh, I now. Spend a lot more time in the office than I get to. Than I get to spend in aircraft. I, I still fly occasionally, but it's it's not as frequently as I used to. Yeah, and so now your wife is involved too, right? With with your with you with what you do. Yeah, I mean my my wife, uh, my entire family. I mean, we lived together overseas. The you know when we lived in Indonesia, we have four children who we raised there. That was home to them and. And uh, and now my wife has been a, a writer for a number of years, and, and she works with us. She writes about uh, the organization, and as we seek to tell the story of what we do uh, to those who are interested in it and uh, who invest in, in the work that we do.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So now your kids, your kids are they're you think they'll they'll go into uh, the same field, and uh, because they're being exposed to it in a wonderful way.
2: Well, they certainly you know at this point none of my kids are particularly interested in going into aviation, sadly I mean that'd be fun, but that's at this point they don't necessarily have those same interests. they certainly are interested in work that is about helping other people in the needs that they have I mean they they do have that same sort of interest they are all they all have a very global perspective of the world. I mean they grew up in another culture, they learned another language and that stuff kind of sticks with you for the, your, your whole life. So they, they, they enjoy traveling. They enjoy seeing other parts of the world. And, uh, I, you know, I love that about the experience that we've had.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So now would you, would you, would you all live in another uh, country again, or, is, or are you going to stay in the U.S. now?
2: Well, we'll see. I mean, I think, you know, it's clear that this is kind of where we need to be at this point. We have two more kids who are left at home right now. Our other two are already, uh, you know, young adults. And and my wife and I talk about, I mean, I think I think we would be very interested in going back overseas one day uh, if that works for our family and, and kind of aligns with what I need to be doing at MAF. I still, I, I do travel still periodically to visit our different locations around the world and kind of, you know, check in on what they're doing and, and uh, seek to understand that. So that, that does continue to happen. I've, I've been able to take my family with me on some of those trips. And uh, that's always a highlight when we can do that. Been, been complicated with COVID over the last year and a half, but that is, uh, that's something that we love doing. Yeah.
1: Now how, how does that, how does, how did the COVID thing affect, you know, wh- wh- going into the villages for the, the, the pilots that you have and, delivering supplies, was that, were they still able to do that during this whole thing?
2: Well, it had a very significant effect initially. I mean, just like we found here, you know, last year, kind of in that March, April, May timeframe, our flying came almost to a complete halt because governments around the world were trying to figure out uh, what sort of protocols do they need to put in place? What do You know, what do uh, aviation operators need to be doing? Um, even requiring, for instance, a a negative COVID test to fly somewhere was difficult when you don't even have the tests that are available to you. So as those resources and even uh, masks and gloves and uh, different things like that were in scarce supply here in the U.S., it was even more so overseas. So We had to, you know, our our work overseas is really kind of lagging behind those sort of developments and that awareness that was growing here in the U.S. Over time, we have been able to resume flying in all of those locations, but it can still be rather difficult. Uh, Some of the countries where we fly in, the passengers have to show a negative COVID test, even be able to get on the airplane to go anywhere, but their ability to procure that test can still be a challenging thing for them to do um a lot of places they'll require masks to be worn while you're on the airplane like you'd find here in the u.s uh it just took a while for some of those supplies to become available so um yeah it was it's been an interesting challenge for us for sure
1: yeah we're talking to david holston and uh you know they fly they fly missions all over the world folks and delivering uh uh, supplies to people in need there's a documentary uh which is called Ends of the Earth. And you can go to the website, endsoftheearthmovie.com, endsoftheearthmovie.com. It'll be in theaters October 18th through the 21st. So so what what do you hope people take away from this documentary,
2: David? Well, you know, Rich, I think that all of us, and and I think a lot of the world over the last year and a half with COVID and other things going on have become – pretty inwardly focused. Uh, We've been concerned about our own protection, our own well-being, and it's easy to forget that the rest of the world is out there. And the, the reality is that many of the difficult things that people have had to, you know, face over the last year and a half are everyday realities for people who live in isolated parts of the world. And it's our hope that as people view this documentary, it will, it will kind of stir their hearts to think outside of their own context, their own situation, that they would remember that there are people around the world who are living in some really difficult circumstances, both physically and spiritually. And we have an opportunity to bring, as our, as our mission statement says, we want to bring help, hope, and healing uh, through aviation. And we believe that this this story that's told in the, through this documentary will help people get a pretty clear picture of what that can look like in just one location in Indonesia. And uh, it will open their eyes to the plight of people who live in some of the most isolated parts of the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now
2: if people want to connect with you online, how would they do that? so uh, you've done a great job already of talking about the film itself at ends of the ends of the com. that's best specifically for the documentary if they want to learn more about our organization they can just go to maf.org and uh, after the M-A-F- documentary there's even M-A-F yeah, dot maf.org org. okay maf.org
1: and then uh, and so they could could they email you from there and stuff if they wanted to
2: yeah I mean they can they can go to the website it will have links to learning more about the work that we do. You're gonna see you can you can see that through both videos and photos. there's gonna be information that people can really uh, follow to take them on a on a bit of a journey to better understand uh, this organization and the unique way that we're able to use airplanes to help others. So I think the website is really the best the best place for them to uh, head to at maf.org. Yeah,
1: again the uh, the documentary is called Ends of the Earth and its uh, the website is endsoftheearthmovie.com and it'll be in theaters October 18th through the 21st. And you're doing great stuff, David Holston, uh, you know, helping out a lot of people and continue success with that. And if you want to go to this other website to uh, connect with David, it's M-A-F, so M-A-F as in Frank, dot org. And you can send uh, David an email or, or or figure out what else you want to get involved with that that great work that David is doing. Thanks so much for being on this morning, David. We appreciate it.
2: Rich, thank you for the opportunity.
1: David Holston,
0: thank you so much. Folks, you're tuned to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. Stick around. Up next, John Pate, the hilarious John Pate. He's going to be in town next Thursday for a very important event at the Italian American Club. We'll tell you all about it right after this.
5: I'm pretty sure I'm Bruce Baum, and if you like hot sauce, you're going to really like or possibly love my new Noggin Blast organic hot sauces, available at nogginblast.com. These are hot sauces the whole family can enjoy, depending on how you raised your family. How many times have you thought to yourself, gee, I wish I could have some hot sauce and rescue an animal at the same time? Well, now you can, because $2 if every bottle sold of noggin Blast hot sauce is being donated to Elaine Boozler's Tales of Joy Animal Rescue. Every bottle is signed by me, whether you want me to or not. So if you want some, it's at Nogginblast.com. That's n-o-g-g-i-n B-L-A-S-T Nogginblast.com Nogginblast.com
0: Reading skills are extremely important for your child's development. The trick is to find something your child wants to read. American Stonehenge is the book for you. The first book in the new series The Adventures of Jimmy and Andrew. American Stonehenge is a modern adventure story filled with great characters and mysterious plot twists. For a Free preview of the first four chapters. Go to jimmyandandrew.com. Enter promo code Rich25 at checkout and receive a 25% discount on your purchase. Go to jimmyandandrew.com and use promo code RICH25. Replacing your air conditioning
6: and heating system is a big decision. That's why Johnny on the Spot Air Conditioning and Heating tailors every new unit estimate to meet our clients' needs. We go over all the options with you and custom design a new system for you and your home. And of course, these consultations are always free. Schedule your free new unit estimate online at Vegas, or call us at 702-JOHNNYS. That's 702-564-6697. Contractor license number 76827.
0: Welcome back to The Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist Rich Tolley.
1: We are back, joined by uh, comedian, author, scriptwriter, writer, <laughs> uh, actor, John Tate. joins us this morning. We're going to talk about a very special uh, uh, fundraiser that we are doing at the Italian American Club on Thursday evening. Hi, John. Hello, Rich. How are you? Hey, good, buddy. So you're you're going to be in town next week, and uh, tell us about the fundraiser, what's going on at the Italian American Club. I will be performing there with you. Uh, tell the folks.
3: Well, it's uh, it's actually a, a three-comic show. It's, it's yourself and uh, myself and a wonderful comedian there in Las Vegas, uh, Brandon James, uh, people who uh, kind of... Uh, frequent the comedy clubs there, know who Brandon James is, and so it's going to be a, a three-comedian festival on, on Thursday night. And um, actually, I hope, you know, word has it that John the announcer may be there, too. <laughs> John the announcer's going to going to be there with a yeah.
1: special uh, appearance there, and then I'm going to MC the show, and then I'm going to bring you on, John, and then... We're going to have Brandon close it out. Brandon's a fabulous uh, up-and-coming comic that's very polished. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's all clean. It's family-oriented. And if the people want to uh, come, which I hope they, they they can still buy tickets, they can go to uh, IACVegas.com. It's a dinner show, so you can have a wonderful meal. You know, Italian Air Club got great Italian food there. Uh, IACVegas.com for tickets. And it's an 8 o'clock show. We'll be doing, and that's Thursday evening. This next Thursday evening, and that's the uh, fourteenth, right? Yeah, fourteenth of uh, this month. Yeah, and it's going to be great. It's going to, and the show will benefit uh, homeless veterans and families, and uh, and we we have partnered with the uh, Salvation Army, and we're doing we're we're working with their ministry, and we're doing fundraisers like all over the place. Uh, We're going to be in Huntsville, Alabama, and all over the place. So. Um, but this this Thursday will be at the Chinese American Club for an 8 o'clock show. It's a dinner show. IACVegas.com for tickets. Um, and, uh,
3: John, you're looking forward to this, huh? Well, yeah, because I haven't been back out to Vegas since, the, um, uh, well, since we had the, you know, obviously we well, haven't performed in Vegas since COVID kind of shut it down a year and a half ago. But uh, uh, I, I always enjoy my time there. And, of course, the – the established Italian-American Club is one of the great venues in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, so it's it, it's kind of a uh, a landmark there, and I think that uh, people would really enjoy coming up and, and uh, just uh, relaxing and seeing the show. And like you said, it is for a good cause. Being affiliated with the Salvation Army, obviously, their main ministry is to the homeless and helping the people who are downtrodden, and... Uh, uh we're just we're really really pleased to work with them and also it's uh, it's just a a uh, a wonderful connection to have with them too so uh you know if people want to do a a good thing and and uh, see a good show in the process then certainly we want you to come down to the uh, Italian American Club yeah and it's going to be a little different kind of show because mostly they have
1: music in there singers and music, which is great, but we're, we're giving them a little bit of a, of a variety of, uh, of comedy acts, which they don't normally get in there.
3: Yeah, I, and I just think that it's because of that. It's, it's just a different variety of entertainer that you're going to see there. And, uh, uh, you know, it's the, the, the great thing about it is that, you know, people get to have a dinner and a show kind of like a throwback to the old Vegas days where people would come to a dinner show. And people should still be able to do that.
1: <laughs> why can't they in Vegas? <laughs> they should still be able to go to dinner shows. I don't know why they didn't. They don't bring those all back. That people love those things. You know, you would do the dinner show, and then they'd have a late show at like ten thirty, uh, which was not a dinner show. So they do the early one would be a dinner show. So they did that for so many years in Vegas. I thought that was a great, uh, a great setup that they had. Again, it's uh, John Pate. Uh, John Pate, me, Rich Natoli, and Brandon James will be doing um, a comedy night, clean family comedy at the Italian American Club to benefit uh, homeless families and uh, veterans, and that will be on Thursday, this Thursday night, the 14th. It's an 8 o'clock show, but it's a dinner show, so you can come and eat dinner beforehand and uh, and enjoy dinner, and then the show, and bring your family. You can bring your whole family to this thing, and... uh, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful night, so now you tell
3: us about Faith Wins the movie project, John Pate. Well, that's the wonderful thing about it. This kind of does double duty. One of the reasons that we're partnering with Salvation Army and uh, with the Homeless Cause is that the the project the the Faith wins project is is uh it's just a huge effort. To bring awareness and attention, especially to uh, not only the homeless in America, but uh, this particular vision came from an idea that, uh, uh, and your listeners will love this, from an idea that Rich Natoli had to help the homeless people in Las Vegas. And uh, I, it uh, it just grew out of a story that uh, that you developed and a story that uh, you wanted to share with the uh, Uh, the people and so you gave me a call and each step along the way just kind of fed the next step and all of a sudden in a couple of months we had a screenplay written and then all of a sudden we had uh, a lot of people interested in it and uh, uh, all of a sudden it won a national uh, uh, film festival award for best screenplay and uh, it, it just kind of evolved and grew there and it seems like that because it has a life of its own, along with these fundraisers, everything good is coming out of it. And uh, I, th- I think that that's, you know, just like you were talking with your previous guest, people really have been looking inward too much, and I think that we should start looking outward to what we can give back and what we can do uh, for other people, and especially the people who are downtrodden and less fortunate and really have hit some hard times recently. Yeah, and people can people can actually donate to the movie project, to the Faith Wins Movie Project. What do they do if they
1: want to do that? They go to uh GoFundMe, right? Yeah. GoFundMe dot com. Yeah. And yeah. then just and go they, to they Faith just simply Wins type movie. in
3: Yeah. Yeah. Faith Wins Project yeah. or Faith Wins Movie. And uh it'll take you right to the donation site there. And you certainly can donate. Uh, we we uh, really, you know, we we really are, are raising funds for this and We've got a lot of great people in the film. Uh, yourself and and uh, Rich Little, and Bruce Baum, the great uh, comic actor, and Joel uh, Rigetti. Rigetti. They'll be playing yeah, the, all of these uh,
1: people are the female. Yeah, yeah, female min- minister in the movie, and uh, yeah, just just we got a great cast. We're using a lot of local, a lot of local performers, a lot of local actors here in town, um, as well as a few that are not local. And it's going to be great. It's going to be just a great it's a great story that uh, that will uh, bring attention to the homeless problem in America and also also bring attention to uh, homeless animals, you know, and animal rescue, because there is a there is a dog, uh, a stray dog in the movie that we feature. So, uh,
3: yeah,
1: covers some very important topics here.
3: Well, yeah, and, and it just, I, I think that all the way around, the film does nothing but good, the cause does nothing but good, and uh, we, we really have, everybody that we've talked to about it and have embraced it, you know, the people that, uh, the different actors that we have in the film, they all say, yeah, I want to be in the film, I want to be a part of it. And when you have that many people wanting to be a part of it and and just uh, uh, pleading to be a part of it, then that tells you something about the worthwhile cause.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. We're talking to John Pate. Um, He's an author. He's a comedian. He's an actor. He's a script writer. And uh, we're talking about uh, the Italian American Club, uh, primarily, which we will be at Thursday. IACVegas.com is their website, IACVegas.com. We're doing a special benefit show um, for uh, uh, homeless veterans, families, um, homeless people in general. It's going to be at 8 o'clock show. There's a dinner beforehand, if you want to catch dinner before that, at the Italian American Club. That's this Thursday on the 14th at at, uh, at 8 p.m., Italian American Club on Sahara Avenue. And it's going to be John Pate, Brandon, James, and myself performing there. We're going to take a quick break. we got more to chat with John Tate right after this.
0: Oh, yeah. Well said, Rich. Well said. And don't forget that website, IACVegas.com. You can go there for the tickets. Italian American Club. IACVegas.com. Stick around. John, Rich, and I return following these brief messages.
4: Giants. Do-
0: faith wins is an exciting new screenplay it's a rags to riches back to rags back to riches onward to redemption story written by longtime comedy greats rich natoli and john pate faith wins is the feel-good story of the year with proceeds of the film to benefit homeless people and homeless animals in las vegas but we need your help to get the movie made Go to GoFundMe.com and type in Faith Wins in the search box. GoFundMe.com and type Faith Wins in the search box. Homelessness is a big, big problem in the U.S. Let's put the spotlight where it belongs and make a real difference together. Go to GoFundMe.com and type Faith Wins in the search box. We can do this because faith wins.
7: Oh my God, it gets so hot here. That's why I love 007 Air. They keep me warm in the winter and very cool in the summer. Go to coolingvegas.com right now, coolingvegas.com. For residential or business, they do it all. Go to coolingvegas.com right now, coolingvegas.com. With a 10% discount for first responders, go to coolingvegas.com, coolingvegas.com.
0: 007 Air, licensed to chill. Welcome back to The Vegas Voice. Now, here again, the host, comic impressionist, Rich Dottoli.
1: We are back talking to uh, comedian John Pate, who will be uh, performing along with myself and Brandon James for a very special uh, show to benefit uh, the homeless, and that's going to be at the Italian American Club this Thursday, the 14th, uh, 8 p.m. show, dinner beforehand. Great food at the Italian American Club, and that's their website. If you want to get a ticket, you can get it at the door or you can get it on the website. Uh, always better to get it at the website, uh, probably just quicker. Iacvegas.com, Iacvegas.com for tickets. Uh, it's a clean show, so you can bring your family, bring Grandma, bring Aunt Mabel.
3: So it's all, it's all good, right, John? Well, Aunt Mabel is a fan of mine, so I, I'm expecting her to be there. <laughs> I did.
1: I've, I've never known a young person named Hazel or Mabel. Have you? It's <laughs> all older people named Hazel or Mabel, but they were once young. So that's kind of weird, isn't it? I
3: don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, you, you can't, uh, in the U S you can't actually be named Tilly anymore. It has to be aunt Tilly. <laughs> it's gotta be aunt Tilly. <laughs> that's exactly right.
1: Um, and so now, okay. So the, the, uh, the the other things that you've done is, uh, you, well, you've written a lot of things. You wrote. A, tell us about a couple of books you wrote.
3: Well, I wrote a children's book uh, probably about ten years ago now, and it was a, uh, uh, it was just kind of an offshoot of, of we, my wife and I, we adopted some kids, and and so I I have always been kind of fascinated with uh, you know doing silly things, and the silly thing that I wrote into this book was. It was about a little moose, and uh, uh, he went to visit his uncle and aunt on their farm in Nebraska. But this moose has very bad dietary habits, and as a result, he, he kind of breaks wind a lot. And so he, he gets really embarrassed about his, uh, his diet of donuts and potato chips, and it causes a lot of problems and a lot of laughs. And what's the name of the book, and how can the people get it? Well that w- that one is uh, entitled Horrible Goes to the Farm and it's on Amazon and uh yeah it was just it was a, a very fun book it actually it did very well in the the uh, children's picture book and uh category it was number 1 on their their children's uh, bestseller list there for a uh, little while when it first came out with the, the new releases and so I really enjoyed doing that, and just it, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, the second book, uh, uh, you can also obviously actually get it on Amazon. Uh, it was published by uh, uh, Mr. Media uh, book publishers out of uh, Florida, uh, Sarasota, Florida. And the, the second one is a novel. It's entitled uh, Tears of Gaduhov. And it's a story about the uh, Civil War and the aftermath of the Civil War, and um, it, it's the only novel that I've I ever had an idea for, and uh, it actually came from all of the different stories about what happened to the Civil War gold after World War. Uh, excuse me, after the Civil War, um, and uh, it, it was just an, uh, a story that uh, was passed down from grandfather to to father, to son, and when my dad shared it with me when I was a kid, all of a sudden I was thinking, you know what, we are kind of the last of the storytelling generations, and if I don't get it down on paper, then the story's going to be lost. And so I decided to write the book about uh, three and a half, four years ago, and uh, I put that out, and, and um, it, it has been very well received, and in fact, uh, well enough received that a producer from uh, Hollywood is now uh, has the option on it and is trying to pitch that for a, a limited series.
1: So, so I think the people know that if they read, if they read this book, do you tell them where the gold is?
3: Well, <laughs> it tells them the it tells them the story of where the gold has has been said to be now for over 150 years, and so yes, it, it tells them the place, but finding the place is the kicker because everybody's been looking for it now for 150 years, obviously. And, uh, the, the place that, uh, uh, the, the community, and it talks about what happened to the people there and what happened to the community and where it is lost in the Appalachian mountains. And, uh, you, you got to find the place and nobody knows where it is now. Well, you know, there's,
1: there's a lot of gold buried in the desert
3: here in Vegas from the mob days.
1: The only problem is that the rings are still on people's fingers. So, <laughs> and, yeah, but still in people's gold people. There, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I see. I see William Devane out there in the desert going, "I want that gold every chance I get." <laughs> <laughs> every chance that i get i want that gold john <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so it's uh yeah it, but that no that's great that's awesome but you know i think there's a i think there's gold well there's there's we know we know that you know there's a lot of gold from pirate ships that went down right
3: from uh oh yeah there's, just the uh, every, go. from from the coast of north and south carolina all the way through the Florida Keys, and it wraps around all the way to the uh, 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 the Gulf Coast of uh, of Texas, and all of the the ships that came looking for gold and were in the Caribbean trying to find gold, and in Mexico trying to find gold, and and so they would load down their ships, and they get lost in storms, and you hear all the time about these, you know, uh, the the great uh, searchers who they kind of know where they went down, and they spend decades looking for those gold ships when right now there are several different tv shows where there are groups of people looking for the lost civil war gold the lost confederate gold
1: yeah that's amazing i mean there just must be and even in the california gold rush there must be so much gold you know still in california that people can can
3: find Right. Oh, oh there, there definitely is, and what? Here's one of the things though that was shared with me, and I, I definitely know this is true. Obviously, uh, you know, Fremont, the guy that was uh, living in in uh, uh, San Francisco, and, and uh, was was really the one, the benefactor of all of the gold rush people. He, he never found gold, but you know what he found? He found that if you sell shovels and picks and pans to the gold miners, you make more than the gold miners do.
0: <laughs>
3: wow, that's funny. Wow, so the guy did. Wow, that's really smart. Actually, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. So every long. one of these, every one of these forty uh, niners that were getting off the ships for the gold rush, they would get off and they would, you know, they would want to buy their claim, and, and you know, he's sitting there. And he said, hey, do you have something to dig it with? Well, no. Well, just so happens I've got these shovels and picks for you. And uh, yeah. whether they found gold or didn't find gold, he found gold because he's the one that was selling it to him.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> We're talking to John Pate, uh, author,
1: comedian, script writer, actor. Um, he's going to be performing along with myself and Brandon James, a very, uh, very funny comic here in Las Vegas. At, uh, doing a, a nice family sh- comedy show at the Italian American club on the 14th, which is next Thursday on the 14th. And it's a dinner show. So you can grab dinner and see the eight o'clock show and you can get tickets on, on the website, IAC Vegas dot com for tickets for the Thursday show. And, uh, we're going to be benefiting, uh, homeless veterans, homeless families, uh, Uh, for this show it's a very special show and we have a movie production that we have got in the works that we're going to start shooting in january called faith wins uh and faith wins movie uh addresses the homeless issue as well as uh animal rights uh issues as there's a dog in the film so uh it's very important movie that we're doing and very important shows that we're doing and john what's your website if people want to learn more about you
3: Uh, The website is www.patecomedy.com Patecomedy.com And I should say, John
1: Pate has worked with everybody who's anybody in the comedy business From uh, Jay Leno to Jerry Seinfeld (laughs) Hey, hey John, Halloween's coming, what's the deal with vampires? If they can't see themselves (laughs) in the mirror, why is their hair so perfect? (laughs) anyway John's worked with everybody 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 in comedy and you've been doing comedy for decades huh John
3: well I started in 1977 along with uh, uh, a bunch of people during that particular class of comics coming up and that was kind of the beginning you know about 1980 was the comedy boom uh, from 80 to about 1995 and uh, we kind of were able to live and bask in the golden age of of comedy and entertainment and uh that was the time when entertainment was still entertainment and also there was a time when if you were a comedian you had to still be funny
1: yeah yeah i know and because you had to actually you had to actually have talent back then you you couldn't be on tv in a reality show just talking to people without any talent <laughs> they wouldn't hire you then <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't understand now. It's like, oh, the the biggest shows are these reality shows and these people, and they go, "What are they famous for?" And it's like Seinfeld. would go, "They're famous for doing nothing, nothing."
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so well, and that's, yeah, uh, again, it's, it's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad, sad now because what you've got it, you've got social media where people feel like. Uh, I just left CVS Pharmacy. I think everyone needs to know. Well, you know, just I, know. Because, <laughs> I know. Just because people, you posted they, on Facebook, yeah. I, I don't need to see a, a photograph of your patty melt from Wendy's. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're posting, and it's all like hashtag this, hashtag that, and I go,
1: you know, when I was growing up, hashtag was some game people played with a pipe didn't they?
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think we knew what an hashtag was other than a pipe and the people that were hanging out on Brewster street, in my high school. I, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. John Pate, John Pate is the co-writer of faith wins movie. Uh, faith wins the wild card of the strip is, is the movie faith wins the wild card of the strip starts filming in, uh, in j- mid January. And, uh, We're using a lot of local actors, as well as a few uh, uh, national talents. And I want to tell you to go to PateComedy.com, learn more about John. Go to IACVegas.com for tickets for the the comedy show Thursday night at the Italian American Club. Pick up your tickets for John Pate, Brandon James, and myself. Thursday night, IACVegas.com. 8 o'clock show, dinner beforehand. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, John Pate.
3: Thank you, guys.
0: You've been listening to The Vegas Voice on AM 1400 KSHP Las Vegas. The Vegas Voice, the voice for your health, wealth, and good times. It's the free monthly magazine. Learn more at thevegasvoice.net. ...direct from the Vegas Voice Radio Studio. It's the Vegas Voice Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. Everything you need to know to avoid becoming a target of elder scams. Now, here's your host, the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts.
6: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Vegas Voice segment of Scams, Schemes, and Senior Safety. I'm the publisher of the Vegas Voice, Dan Roberts, and our goal is to inform you of all the bad things that surround our lives when we get those emails or answer the telephone. It's been nearly two years since the Vegas Voice started our scams and senior safety YouTube and radio segments. Some were serious and somewhat comical with my Bronx brother and columnist Bill Caserta, but they always had the same theme protect yourself at all times I realized in reviewing the various TV and radio segments not once did I mention what should you do if you have been a victim now I'm the first to admit that scammers can be very very convincing they call or email you trying to separate you from your money or divulge personal information the bad guys often target specific communities most notably seniors and in doing so will frequently use scare tactics. And unfortunately they're really good at what they do. But what can you do once you realize you've been a scam victim? The Federal Trade Commission has all sorts of tips and guidance. If you paid by credit card, immediately notify your bank or credit card company and tell them to reverse the transaction and give you back the money. What about a wire transfer? You can call them as well, but in all honesty, good luck. And if you send cash, the honest answer, you're screwed. You can file a complaint with the FTC, but be prepared to get behind a few million victims in front of you. In reality, nothing is going to help you in getting the money back. It's gone forever. The best you can do is to alert friends, family members, and neighbors so that they don't become potential victims. And please feel free to contact or email me and I will make sure to get the word out through the Vegas voice. The best thing, the very best thing you can do is still the easiest. Never, never, never give out your personal information and never pay anyone via a wire transfer. Ever, ever, ever. You want to make 100% absolute and positive way to make sure you are never a scam victim it's really really easy delete 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 those emails and should you receive that offer by telephone hang up the phone hang up the phone and hang up the phone